3: with Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks.
0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to Move the Sticks. DJ with you. Normally, this is where I say uh, joined by Bucky, but today, not joined by Bucky. Bucky is doing the East-West Shrine Bowl that is taking place in uh, Las Vegas this year. So he's out there in Vegas, going to call that game with our buddy, Rhett Lewis, uh, which gives me the opportunity to have our other good buddy, Lance Erline on the show today. Lance, how you doing, bud? I'm doing good. How are we doing, DJ? You get a nosebleed up in that uh, room. You're about 10 floors higher than me in the same hotel. Oh, it's um, sweet
4: because when I want to come down, I get to really gather my thoughts on the 28 floors down when it stops 17 times it really allows me to really think about what I want to do as soon as I hit the lobby.
0: Yeah. There's, there's something to be said for all-star games. We talk about play speed, the elevators in the hotel that we are in uh, <laughs> did not pass that test uh, for right. play speed. It is a yeah. slow operation. But nonetheless, having a wonderful time. I don't know if you saw. Did you see my uh, tweet earlier about my mistaken identity? <laughs> no, what happened? So I get in the hotel. And by the way, we're going to get to who's uh, who's the standout players here at the Senior Bowl, at the Reese's Senior Bowl, just a minute. But uh, I get in the elevator. Um, lady, a wonderful, little bit uh, elderly lady, um, mm-hmm. says, uh, are you having a nice time? And I said, I'm having a, absolutely having a wonderful time. I, l- I always love this week uh, here in Mobile. And then she looks at me. Kind of leans in, looks at me, she goes, You look very familiar. Do I know you? And I said, Well, you know, I I, uh, I cover the, the game, the senior bowl for, for television. She goes, I knew it. You're Todd McShay.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I wanted her to say, Aren't you that slappy quarterback from Appalachian State? I I was watching him years ago, and you look a lot like well
0: oh, jeremiah oh it's amazing we were talking on the show today i don't know if this I'm, we record for those that don't know we kind of record the practices that's going both practices the whole time and they take snippets of it and they piece it together and that ends up being the the recap show that they put oh, okay. together so i never know exactly what goes on and what what doesn't necessarily go on but we were talking about quarterbacks and and sliding and they were talking about uh, i think andrew brought up like jared goff as one that couldn't slide i don't think michael vick could slide um and i said you know what guys take it from me from personal experience as a quarterback who could slide and couldn't throw i would much rather be able to throw and not slide yeah. uh, so it's just been really an ego bruising evening a day altogether for me
4: todd mcshay i knew i knew who you were you're mr mcshay
0: yeah so todd I wherever would have you my are glasses and shoes
4: and there's mel yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah i guess that look i love both those guys they're good friends but I, yeah. No offense to Mel. I'm glad that I was confused for Todd and just from an yeah. age perspective than if it would have been for Although I would kill for Mel's hair. I would kill for his hair, no question. Yeah, and I, I would too at this point. Uh, all right, let's get into what we've seen here uh, from the Reese's Senior Bowl. Let's go kind of day two, what you saw today, Lance. Just uh, throw out a couple names, a couple guys stood out to you. Who do you like?
4: Well, I, I tell you, the guy who's really making an impact on me is uh, Kingsley and Inagbari from yeah. – South Carolina, and, you know, I didn't really like him that much when I watched him on tape. I saw a big, powerful guy, and and I kind of have a bias against just power rushers. I like the bendy, athletic guys. But, you know, the fact is, these guys who can physically overcome, and he's got the long arms, yeah. <laughs> he's really causing problems for everybody he matches up against. And I think he's, he's a guy who translated from day one to day two, it's still there. It's the same problem for opposing players. He's a guy that stood out to me. Um, I think Johnson from, uh, from
0: Jermaine from, Johnson, uh, UConn. Oh, no, wow. you're going to, oh, you're going to go. You're going, uh, no, you're going, uh, uh, sorry. You are not going Johnson. UConn. I talked about him today. Travis Jones. Is that who you're talking Travis about? Jones, I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Thank yeah. you.
4: He is a problem. middle a big man. He is a big man. And you know, Perry and Winfrey is another guy from Oklahoma. Yeah, he had some wins today. Well, he had some good wins. He had a two hand swipe that he did. And you know, I, I think one of the interesting things, Daniel, that you can appreciate, when we watch all this tape is that there are certain players like Alex, Alex Grinch's scheme at Oklahoma, when he was there is very, um, and and at Washington state is very, it's slant oriented. It's
0: it's 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 lateral chaos. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
4: And it doesn't always lend itself to showing what a player can do, you know, straight ahead, like you're going to play in the NFL. And I thought Winfrey really, uh, really did a nice job today and really yesterday of flashing and reps. And then, I would say one other guy I want to point out is um, is probably Zion Johnson's been good, but you know Cole Strange from UT Chattanooga has done I think a really nice job at this. He owns position. the second
0: rep. He owns the second rep. He loses the first rep of one on ones, and then he dominates the second rep.
4: That's a hundred percent right. And something <laughs> that you know, my dad's working with him, and, uh, and and I told him I said he's taking all center reps right now. He goes, oh, that's good, that's good. He goes, how's oh, his hands look? You know, and I said it looks good. But I told him one thing that he did when he got beat, he got rolled by uh, Travis Jones. He got rolled in one of the in in, in the first rep. Second rep, he jumps at him. He quick set him. Got his hands on on him real quick. And it was a second. And you're right. That was that second set where he made the adjustment, which let me ask you as as a pro evaluator with a team. That's one of those things where for me, it would automatically click. Okay, that's football IQ. I mean, that's understanding how to make a correction to take care of a problem because he recognized wow I need to get on top of this guy faster or he's going to get downhill on me
0: I feel like since I've told you I was confused for Todd McShay that you're giving me more respect now I don't know if that's related if that's I mean a- you know you as a professional Todd one of the <laughs>
4: things I mean Daniel <laughs>
0: No, absolutely. Look, look, it's common sense, right? You want guys to be coachable. You want them to take a piece of advice. You want to see them put it into action. You want to see improved performance. Not rocket science, right? I mean, that that's absolutely what you want to see. There was one instance, so I don't remember who it was against, but they did a threefer, right? So he loses the first rep. Wins the second rep. And they talked a little mess and said, like, oh, we're going to go for the third rep. And I'm like, this is uncharted water. Cole Strange is the number two. He's he's great in the two-hole. He's strong as a leadoff hitter. Now we're getting to see how he does in the three-hole. And he got beat. I think it might have been the big big UConn kid uh, who got him on that one as well. But he ended up losing that third rep. But he's been very competitive. Uh, which I'd love to see. And small school guys, you want to see them take those strides. I think another great example of that is Max Mitchell. And not like he's at a tiny, tiny school. But he's at Louisiana. They've done a lot, a nice job with offensive linemen the last few years. He's been up and down. He's at the back end of my top 50. But, you know, you'll see him get beat by a spin. But then you see him, man, you can see him really move his feet. He's very athletic. You can see it's all in his body. It's just a matter of, you know, taking the time and being patient with it uh, and see how it develops. I would add on Enigbare from, uh, uh, from South Carolina – I'm with you. I gave him a, a six-one. So if we're talking grades, same, Which puts him, you know, traditionally like a third-round player uh, outside my top fifty. You know, and I'm watching this and I'm going, that was. Even after day one, I'm like, man, I'm too low on him. He's got 35-inch arms. He's got some juice off the edge, and he is, like you said, he's been a problem. And <laughs> I was laughing because uh, before practice, before that practice, the American practice, they had the uh, the tight end uh, Daniel Bellinger. And they said a pre-practice one-on-one. I mean, I promise you, Lance, they have just tied up their shoes and and like literally done a couple cherry pickers. And it was like, oh, Bellinger, come down here. We're going to give you the, the the biggest, nastiest, best rusher that we've seen all week long at the start of practice in the middle of the field with nothing else going on. And you get to block him. And he <laughs> and Igbari just walks him right back like two or three times. And you know, Bellinger's just like, hey what did i do to you okay he
4: moved him a minimum of 15 yards yeah yeah and he wouldn't stop and the whole place is going crazy and the first thing i thought was i'd be pissed he must have made someone mad
0: yeah like were you late to the meeting did you like were you chewing with your mouth open with a coach like who (laughs) did you piss off to get this aside anyways that was uh that was kind of fascinating to me and by the way most tight ends when you're going up against an edge rusher and there's no there's no neighbors on either side and he's got a three way go, it's not going to end well. Not right? gonna it's not yeah, gonna it's usually gonna be a bad, bad look for you. I think you gave some some really good players there. Um, kind of going through my other guys. I knew this was gonna happen with Devontae Wyatt. I knew that he they weren't gonna be able to block him down here. He's too twisted. You up, you man. nailed it. I was
4: too low on him, and um, you nailed it. When I saw how high you had him, I thought, ooh, that's a little high for DJ. And uh Or Todd yeah. for that matter. He has, or Todd, yeah. And he has, uh, he's really looked good. I mean, he's, he is a guy who looks like a born to play one gapping three technique, but he's got enough power and pop that if you want to single block him, he can yeah. take that on. I mean, he's a, he's a classic Alabama slash Georgia type of defensive lineman. I, I kind of mentioned him in the same breath because, you know, there's, there's so many similarities in terms of how they're schooled up and coached up, but he really, that ability to get to the edge quickly and his hands and feet working in unison, it's, it's really um, put a spotlight on how tough he is to block on the interior.
0: All right. So full disclosure, when I get down here, I've tried, you know, I've put out my top 50 list and then I'm getting ready for the senior bowl. And I try to get, I'd love to ideally in a perfect world, have all these guys done before I get down here. Some years it's just not possible. Right. So I've seen a ton of these guys have not seen all of them, one of which I haven't studied on tape yet, which I will do before we get to the game on Saturday. I, I got to get your take on him because I believe you've done him. Uh, is well, let's go for the North Dakota tackle. Lance, he's six, almost He's 606'7, so just a tick under six foot seven. He's 310 pounds. He's got 35 and an eighth inch arms. His lower body, he's got the pins like he looks like a receiver from knee to ankle, like he is real thin. But the dude can move. It. And I've been shocked how well he's been able to bend an anchor, you know, for somebody who looks like – if you're looking at me, like he's 285 pounds. He, no, he's not. He's actually he's, – he's over 300 pounds. Think 310 pounds.
4: He was a guy that I was surprised he got into the game initially. Didn't love the tape. Uh, yeah. Low, probably lowest rated offensive lineman I've had. You look at the wrist. is not a thick wrist.
0: Yeah. He look at his he leg, the look at lower legs. No.
4: Yeah. He but he's done a good job. Against. I was shocked. And yet I'll tell you, I think he's played better than Fordham has the Fordham kid. He's he's actually had better yeah, reps, which surprises me yeah. a little bit. And
0: um well zeckel has got 32 one. and a half inch arms. zeckel has got 32 and a half inch arms. Yeah, kid, not, and, and that's is gonna, is gonna be a problem longer. for him. I
4: mean 35 a big and a an half. One of the things I think Jim Nagy's done a really good job at at in terms of stocking this uh this game. Is finding guys with traits because he knows – I mean, he's a former NFL scout. He knows that's what scouts want to see. They want to see the long guys. They want to see the guys that have physical attributes that that project to the NFL. And I think he's done a pretty good job of isolating some of those guys and giving them a chance here with NFL coaching to see what the traits look like and small school guys too. And Well, go was a guy that I really didn't think very highly of at all, but he's had a couple of reps where I said, okay, let me go back and change my filter out a little bit start over and, and take another look. So once I get out of mobile, he is actually one of the guys that I want to look at, because I'll be honest with you. I was not a fan coming yeah. into the game, but he has, uh, he's, he's hung in there and yes, he is athletic. He can move.
0: Yeah. Again, it's just a unique body type. Again, if you, if you just looked at him from knee to ankle, you'd be like, is it a whiteout? No, that's a stinking tackle. Um All right. I've done Chad Muma from Wyoming and I really liked him. He was, he, I did him literally to give you, kind of a peek behind the curtain. I had turned in my top 50 and I'm still going through senior bowl guys. I did him after that. And I thought, you know what? I could put him on my top 50, but he's right there. I want to just, walk. I want to see him move and, and, and run around in person. He's been impressive to me from what I've seen. I have not finished Troy Anderson from Montana state yet. He flashes like a son of a gun out there. I mean, he's six, six foot three, uh, six, three and a quarter, 242 pounds. Uh, he's been around the football the entire week. Have you looked at him and what were your thoughts? Well, I
4: think it's always interesting when you're looking at the big sky. Um, when you're looking at the big sky quarterback, first team quarterback. I know I love the story. Yeah, and then in 21, he's a defensive player of the year. That's mm-hmm. not a normal progression that you typically I went, see.
0: I went from quarterback to scout. Okay, that was my <laughs> that was my transition.
4: <laughs> he went from running back to quarterback to linebacker, and I think the problem with him is when you watch him a lot on tape. It's diagnosing and finding his fits and, mm-hmm. and, and recognizing and keen to where he needs to go. He's done a good job just, with it this week, buddy. That's it. I mean, he's only done this for a couple of years. So I think when you watch tape on guys, you have to remember that a lot of these guys are going to get a lot better, especially position change. Guys are going to get a lot better. I think the thing that stood out about him is he's really fast. Mm-hmm. He can really, really run. And we know there's a premium a linebackers who can run in the NFL right now.
0: All right. um, We're going to get to the low-hanging fruit, and that is the quarterback position. We're going to do that right after this. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower – All right, Lance. Uh, through two days, I tweeted this out afterwards, and you know we've been talking about our frustration. We're trying to get this figured out so we can watch the practice tape. We haven't been able to do that yet, so kind of relying on what we've seen uh, live. I I tweeted out. I think Malik Willis has been the best in show quarterback wise, particularly today, day two, throwing in the rain. He didn't have any issues. Uh, he was powering the ball. He made a beautiful throw on the move on on a corner ball that was nice. We saw him take off when you got some pressure. You can see that that side of his game as well. I thought kind of comparing him. Howell has a strong arm, but sprayed it around a little bit. Still holding the ball a little bit too long, which which bothers me. And uh, and Kenny Pickett, I mean, look, it's unfortunate for him to have to be out there in the you know in the rain, and and you knew all eyes were going to be on him. You know, the glove, the small hands, the rain. How does he do? And he struggled mightily in the second practice.
4: Yeah, the weather is really really tough, but I, you know the one thing that stood out to me a lot of times offensive lineman and quarterback struggle day one. Yeah. A lot of most years, and they're usually much better by day three. And we'll see if that same transgress. I mean, that same, um, you know, the same progression happens with the quarterbacks, but I would, I'm with you. Willis has has had the flashes that I see from NFL quarterbacks. In other yeah. words, the throwing on the move, the running escaping eluding pressure, turning the corner beating pursuit to the edge. These are these are real world plays.
0: Driving right? the ball outside, man, driving it.
4: He's got a rocket now. Carson Strong I think has a really good arm too. It just hasn't looked the same out yeah. here in senior ball. It's almost like he's being a little too fine with some of his throws. But Pickett is a guy that's a concern to me because what I saw um last year, 2020
0: not a huge fan. Now
4: I said this about Joe Burrow
0: too. In hey, hey, did I say anything though? Did I? Did I? Am I a good friend? Anteus. No, no, no. Would Todd Burrow. would Todd be as nice as I am being right now? Eight, okay.
4: Eighteen, you didn't like eighteen Burrow that much, did you?
0: The guy <laughs> I was. I just was- I bust your chops because. You got so in the weeds, and you got into all your cut-ups. Like, oh, you know, when he throws outside I the numbers Joe with weakness. under 30-degree weather against top 10 Listen. teams, he's only at this percentage. Like, Lance, you're freaking overthinking this thing, man. If the Rams get a hold of me, I know Joe's weakness. I can, <laughs> I've can,
4: isolated it. I've pinpointed it. Get at me, Rams, and I can help you. Um, I still gave Joe over a 7-0, so I mean, I, I You're like fine.
0: It. You're fine.
4: But uh, Kenny Pickett had, had a very similar – jump in production. And I'm like, wow. And I watched him in games and I thought, oh that's nice. you I throw with with yeah. anticipation, put a little zip on the ball. I like it. Yeah. And then when you watch the tape, you start seeing some, some, some concerns and some issues with when the, when the internal clock goes off, he gets a little nervous and the feet get a little bit jumpy. And, and there were some, there were some flaws in there and some, some potential scarring from previous years of heavy sacks and the heavy pressures. And so I was hoping here to see all the good stuff, you know, the throwing with anticipation, driving the football, working through progressions, working with confidence. And it's and it's it has not materialized in the same way. But it's not a great look at at a quarterback. I don't think the Senior Bowl is always the best way to analyze quarterbacks. But when it pops, it is a major major win for them. Two years ago, we saw Justin Herbert. And he, he didn't like, he wasn't riding momentum into the senior oh. bowl. He had three straight games where he hadn't hit 200 yards and they were all rivalry games against Oregon state, um, Utah and the PAC 12 championship. And then against Wisconsin in the Rose bowl. And he comes out to the senior bowl and kills it. Yeah. And I remember sitting in the booth with you. You made me do a Jose Lima imitation that day, <laughs> nice. but I remember thinking, wow, that's big tight. And, um, <laughs> That's what I thought out loud in my lima voice. That's my internal dialogue
0: is nice. Nice old uh by the
4: old, way, uh, by, by the way, by the
0: way, not to interrupt you, does does Sally Jesse Raphael know you're ripping her off with the colored rims? I mean no, she, she went does red, not know that these first of, of it's all knockoff.
4: Okay, they're not red. I know I, they're I said blue.
0: they're blue. You're you are you are trying yeah. a little a little twist on the Sally Jesse Raphael. Yeah. That's why I didn't think I'd get caught with
4: with the trade with any kind of trademark infringement or
0: okay. You unfortunately I
4: would have gotten away with it if it was if you meddling kids. Uh, I would have gotten away with the blue glasses. But Shaggy. I knew this would come back to get me at some point. I knew it would yeah. probably be you if it wasn't Bonnie Smith. Um no, I just um the the thing with the thing with Kenny Pickett is I, I have not seen enough from him and what I wanted to see. I do think Combine gives him another chance, but I still am a big believer in competing at the senior bowl because when it hits for you and you do well there, it is a slingshot to a higher draft grade. I firmly believe that because I've seen it happen. And Justin Herbert is a
0: great example. I've seen it with a bunch of guys. Um, You know, it'll be interesting to see. I think hopefully he has a better Thursday and and then caps it off with a nice game. Bailey Zappi, his arm, I'll be honest with you, is a little bit better than I thought it was. Uh, Bailey Zappi spun it a little bit better than I thought he might. Carson Strong has been just inconsistent. I mean, they were – it was pouring pretty good during uh, individual – but gosh, man, Lancey missed the first four throws on air and they were throwing bubbles and quicks. And it, it, I was like, oh no, this is not good.
4: Yeah. And he's not the uh, only one. There have no. been a lot of quarterbacks who struggled. Desmond
0: with Ritter still kind of. Uh, yeah. Up and, and,
4: and what do you think of Ritter's operation time? He's got a little bit of a windup and yeah. it doesn't just fly out of it's his just hands.
0: accuracy for me. I mean, I can, I can, I can. I can get comfortable with everything else really truthfully. Just accuracy is, is, is kind of bugged me. I see it maybe a little play with a little more urgency, a little more, you know, a little more juice from that standpoint, but he can make throws. He's a good athlete. All the character stuff's off the charts. You love that. But I mean, he's 200, he's six three, two hundred seven 207 pounds. He's not a real sturdy guy. And then to me, it's just, just the placement stuff, the ball placement. He had some sale today again, weather wasn't great. Um, all right. Any, uh, anybody else that you want to touch on that we missed? that you think has uh, has been impressive. You know, We probably should talk about – I want to get your thoughts on Penning because uh, coming into this, Trevor Penning from Northern Iowa, I gave him a 6'3". I don't know what you gave him grade-wise, but a 6'3 for me. I have him in the 20s. I know there was talk that, man, it's kind of a watered-down draft. He can go in the top 10. I love the size. I love the toughness. I don't think he's a great bender. I think that's shown up a little bit out here. Mm-hmm. People have got underneath him, and, and gosh, I think the 230-pound kid – uh, who was it? I think it was Kyron Johnson who got right underneath him. I think he dumped him at 230 pounds. So just being able to bend, drop your weight, redirect those things. And, you know, I didn't love it. I didn't love it out there.
4: The pass pro stuff is a, is the thing that concerns me. Um, I almost wondered if he's really a big guard eventually who can really drive people off the ball. Yeah, he does he, that now. Yeah, he Nancy. does that. And I, I wonder if that's going to be his home because there are some holes in Pass Pro that I have not seen cleaned up yet. And I think he's got he's got phenomenal traits. I mean, just phenomenal size, lean mass. He's gained a hundred pounds since he's there. And it's I think 90 pounds, 90 of the gain has been muscle. I mean mm-hmm. he's really, really well put together. But um I'm with you. I I want to give him a six four, but ultimately, which is back into the first for me is a yeah. first round grade, but 63 feels like in most drafts, he's going in the first round.
0: He's going to 100% he's, going, he's in 100% going in the first round. He's going in
4: the first round. But I think in most drafts, he's he is at more of a top 40 to top yeah. 45 tackle in most drafts. And that didn't change for me. But I'll be honest with you, a guy I have ahead of him, Bernard uh, Raymond, Raymond yeah. he is not – been as i wanted to see more from i him thought he too. might
0: dominate this week i was hoping I he was going to dominate this week it really hasn't happened it's been there's been some good moments there's been some good reps he's had some soft edges that you know i didn't really see when i watched much of it on tape i saw a lot more of it in these one-on-ones i still like him he's a little bit older that's going to bother some teams but you know he's 6'6 he's 304 pounds got 33 inch arms um he's I think he's going to be a starter. I gave him the same grade. I gave him a six three. I ended up having um in my first list, I had pinning over him uh, by just a few spots. I would still I would leave this as of what I've seen, and we'll see once we dig into the tape. I would still have pinning over him from what I've mm-hmm. seen. Um, uh, but I think they're traveling together. They're in the they're in the same family there. I think
4: Zion Johnson's been the guy that's helped himself the most.
0: Mm-hmm. I think center to- center has been good for him. Plan
4: center's great. You got guard center flex. Body type is really great lean mass long arms for a guard um, to me he's really helped himself out I think he's made himself some money just in and, and, and he's a smart guy too so there's a lot of check marks going in Zion Johnson's I think some other guys I want to point out uh, that I wrote up uh, for the NFL.com my players who where, can, stood
0: out where can everybody find that by the way let everybody know where you
4: can find that nFL.com you can you can check it out and it's five players who stood out from from uh, Wednesday's practice I did it for Tuesday. And Wednesday, I focused. I don't typically find that the Senior Bowl is great for running backs because the defensive line has such an advantage with the inside running stuff. They just clog the holes. I thought Damian Pierce had some He's run
0: uh, hard. He's done nice and pass pro. He got my App State linebacker, Marco Johnson, in, the, in a pass pass rep in a one on one session.
4: Yeah, he. Um, I think Pierce had a nice day today, and I think Tyler Batty from. Missouri, I, I am a fan. I think he plays really hard. He's a little undersized, 199 pounds, 5'7, but he's tough as a, he's a tough dog now when it comes to sticking his nose in and pass pro. He's a good pass catcher. I see him as a slightly smaller version potentially of uh Michael Carter. The the role that Michael Carter took on for the Jets. Yeah. Batty, despite his size, had over 300 touches this year for Missouri and when had plenty of explosive runs and was very, very productive. So he's a guy to me that's also stood out, a couple of running backs who stood out. And and I think Josh Williams from Fayetteville State is a name you're going to hear a lot more about. Looks great in the uniform, long arms. You can tell he's got a lot of confidence out there when he's out in space. It doesn't look too big for him. I think he's a guy that's going to keep getting better on the next level.
0: By the way, it's DeMarco Jackson. I think I got my upstate linebacker's name wrong, which is unacceptable. Um, got a you chance guys to are cranking
4: out pros left and right. It's hard I to know. keep up with them now. I know.
0: It's true. We're a powerhouse, man. Um, unless, we, unless we play Bailey Sappy in a bowl game, then we're not, we're not a powerhouse in that, in that case. Well, um, you shot um, it out. All right. We're going uh, to take one last break. We're going to come back and wrap it up. And Lance is going to tell you how you can win in a raffle those blue glasses. You go into your shower feeling tired. All right, Lance. Um, where can we find them? Where can we buy these glasses? I, I you know, what are they? Eleven, twelve dollars? No, where they're
4: actually Dolce and Gabbana. They're really Shut up. nice. That's a stuff.
0: knockoff. You got those at you got those at like a Nordstrom rack. You see that? You those see are that? not. Yeah, it's all fuzzy. It's. Uh, I can't really read it, but they're nice.
4: I got it from the Sally Jesse Raphael collection. <laughs> There's a variety of hues and patterns you can choose from.
0: I want to say RuPaul might have a pair of glasses like that you as might. well. Yeah.
4: RuPaul, it's probably got a little bit more flair on the top and in the corners than I have, but uh yeah, yeah it, RuPaul may have that too.
0: Okay. Um, Thank so you. I the last thing I'll give I you want. my
4: Venmo. If you want to get in a raffle, you can Venmo me yeah. money directly. That's <laughs> we'll, how you get,
0: we'll get that we'll get that right out. So what's your Venmo account? Uh blue Blue Rim Scout. Uh is that <laughs> is that what it is? Um All right, last thing for you. Um you touched on it a little bit earlier and to kind of bring this whole thing together. Um, we've seen at the end of some of these practices, the coaches have, they've had a different position coach come up, try and give a motivational speech to the team, maybe from some personal experience to then uh, help them be centered and focused and ready to go with this unbelievable opportunity these players have. So I want to call upon somebody to motivate both teams equally. And that man is Jose Lima. Okay, I
4: thought you were going to go with Gruden.
0: (laughs) <laughs> can't really do down. Oh, I'm no, no, do no, no, down. no, 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 no. Scratch that. Scratch that. I want you. We're in Alabama. We are in Mobile, Alabama. I want to get future Hall of Famer and Alabamian current high school football coach, Philip Rivers, to motivate oh. the team.
4: Look, man, I'm going to tell y'all something right now. You got a chance to do some unbelievable stuff here in Mobile, Alabama. You're in a great state. There's a lot of great people here. Have y'all had bu- the boudin balls are phenomenal here. Wenzel's has the best oysters. As a matter of fact, there's a place that has a – oh, no, I'm a- I'm on a food tangent here. Let me get back to the football. I think you guys, one of the things you have to understand, this is an opportunity to be great. You get opportunities like this, man. you got to be fired up, man. This is life. This is the next chapter of your life. If you can't get fired up about football, I don't know what you're going to get fired up about, honestly fatherhood, maybe. I got the kids. I got the I got the yardage. I mean, but listen, I wanted it more than the next guy. I wanted it more than Eli Manning. That's why I shined above all the Mannings. I was the Manning slayer. And because I wanted it that bad. So, man, if you can get as fired up as I am, if you love the game and you're willing to get in there and do the work, all right, you guys got a chance to be great. But if not, you're going to be out there in one of those cast off leagues, just trying to make it. You know, I played until I was 49 years old, man. That's how good I was, man. I was fired up for football, man. You gotta be on fire for football. Can't just be out here getting your drip up and all that stuff. They say, you gotta be here to, 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 to live it and to love it, man. Get fired up, man. Woo. There you go.
0: This has been the move. The six podcast. Thank you for listening. Yeah.
1: Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Hey,
2: everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos.